0: Welcome to everyone loved it but me. My name is Lisa Hedger and I'm your host. I'm a freelance writer, journalist and editor in Central Ohio. This is the podcast where we offer analysis on super popular books real quick, if you would press like or subscribe to my show the plus button or the follow button, anything like that on your phone or wherever you listen, that's a huge help. So today I'm continuing my summer of 2022 strategy of releasing kind of shorter bookish topics that I call Book Bits episodes. Today's Book Bits episode is focused on a new Barnes & Noble policy so we're going to kind of break down the policy and talk about why it's causing a major major controversy online with editors and writers and lots of people ha- have a lot to say about this particular policy and the reason that it is so important for this particular show is once again this policy impacts the kind of books that we're able to find a- at the store and also leads us into to thinking about you know where we get our books and and things like that so there's all sorts of important really important topics now on to the show All right, guys, we are going to jump right in to this new policy at Barnes & Noble. What I noticed happening within the last week, okay, is authors, people that I follow on TikTok and Twitter and different aspects of social media started posting and basically saying, hey, wait a minute. Barnes & Noble, for the first time, is not going to be carrying my new release that comes out in a couple weeks, let's say, or in a month, or what have you. I will include links, of course. A lot of this has been anecdotal. Many authors have been posting on Twitter and saying that Barnes & Noble's new nationwide strategy is only giving shelf space, only allowing the top one to two books per publisher. I'm going to delve into that a little bit further down below. Others have said Barnes and Noble will only be stocking hardcovers with proven sales records. What has has transpired is some authors who have had their books for sale at Barnes and Noble are now being told their new book will not be sold there. And some authors have said it will just be the top 2% of the sales from each publisher. It, it is a little murky. Barnes & Noble hasn't necessarily come out and said, here is our effective of policy. I can understand why they probably wouldn't want to do so. But I am going to include an article from Publishers Marketplace. Publishers Marketplace I did reach out to Barnes & Noble. And the chain has been telling publishers for some time, and a lot of this is involving some middle grade, they're saying these middle grade hardcovers, as well as some young adults, and I think this could impact also some adult fiction hardcovers, are just not selling well and new title content is going to be reduced in favor of trade paperbacks of better selling names. CEO James Daunt, he is the CEO of Barnes & Noble. He wrote in part, a good bookseller sells good books, and to do so must exercise taste. This role of curation is essential, but one that for many years, Barnes & Noble... Up to 80% of middle grade hardcovers bought by Barnes & Noble were routinely returned unsold to publishers. The rates of returns for adult fiction were a little better. What is happening is many authors, one of the, I'm just going to list you some, some authors, Kelly Yang. She is an author of the very popular Front desk book series. I read this one with my son a couple years back. It actually the fourth book is is coming out and just in a couple of weeks she has she has a video. She even released a a song that I was listening to on my TikTok just just the other day, but she's essentially sharing how devastated she is by this particular news. So in, in one of her recent videos, she, you know, she was crying and then she tweeted, this was on August 18th. And she said, I'm sorry, I'm so emotional over this, but I'm terrified of what this means for marginalized authors. This industry is already so hard and to take away our shot before our books can even get out of the gate just feels so wrong. And of course, she and, and others, so her new book that's coming out in just a couple weeks is the fourth one in the series. It's called Key Player, and she's just saying a reminder to all to shop indie, and if you don't live near an indie, many of them can ship, you know, and then she includes some some of her favorites, another particular and, and again like I said this is her fourth book that's coming out for the front desk series and it's called Key Player and it's coming out very shortly so she is feeling this frustration because she was just told it's it's not going to be in Barnes and Noble and these have been very popular books. She is not alone. Another author, Kaylin Bayron, B-A-Y-R-O-N. She has a new book coming out, The Vanquishers. She just said something similar. Just want you to know that Barnes & Noble at this point in time won't be carrying it on their shelves. I have lots to say about this. I need a moment to gather my thoughts and then she, she wrote something similar. She said, Marginal, this was on August 18th on her Twitter account. Marginalized authors already have the odds stacked against us. We claw and fight and scrap to get somewhere, then have the rug pulled out from under us by one of the biggest booksellers in the game. This, on top of everything else, feels like too much to carry. And I also want to be clear that it is a little murky in terms of what this particular new policy is. So when you go on Twitter and and things like that, you're hearing some of the authors are under the impression that Barnes and Noble is now only going to collect. They they will only be selling one to two the top 1% to 2% of the the top sellers in particular genres. Now, in the article I quoted earlier, some are even saying only one or two hardcovers per publisher. Now, the company is saying that 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 argument, that they're only going to be stacking one or two hardcovers per publisher, is untrue. This is, they're quoting Barnes & Noble, the book team reviews each book individually and places an initial P.O. to have the book stocked in the right stores. The stores take it from there. However, there, there's a lot of different nuances with this particular issue. The one thing I try to do on this podcast a lot is I'll offer more constructive opinions of these super, super popular books, the books like Where the Crawdads Sing and untamed and midnight library coming out this fall and and books like that right those are books that everyone's hearing about everyone's getting their hands on but some of these other books these authors that I'm I'm sharing some of their tweets and their comments today it's really, really, really hard for these authors to get their books out. And, and that's one thing that I really try to do in the podcast whenever I have a guest is I always say, please share with us some of the books that you're reading. The Sometimes I call it Everyone Hated It But Me or those overlooked books, those books that are not getting read by 10 million people. And uh, an author here on Twitter, Brittany S. Lewis, who will be releasing The Undead Truth of Us. She tweeted, I don't know if I've cried more. This directly affects me. It will have and has impacted sales because my book isn't the book of the season. It means you won't find it in that store and grab it off the shelf. My black voice isn't worthy enough. I've waited 10 years for a slap. In the face, the concern is that just the top books are, are going to be shown at, at Barnes and Noble, and the there, the, there also is this concern that debut hardcovers will not be released until they're selling more more heavily elsewhere, which authors are saying, hey, wait a minute, how can we prove that it's going to sell if you even refuse to have it at your store? Certainly, this is one of those things that is very, very challenging for authors. It is so hard You know, to write a book, it's so hard to do all of this. And now, when you're finding out and discovering that the one of the largest booksellers certainly is changing their policies, it's causing a lot of stress for authors. And it's also interesting. I always like to give you know both sides, which I think we're we're doing today, and trying to explain this. One person on Twitter said, "Stop blaming the stores." It's not their fault people don't buy enough books to justify giving every author a spot on the shelf. Retailers sell what people buy. If they don't buy it anymore, it's not because they hate you. It's because not enough people buy it to begin with. Interesting perspective, right? I think what we need to continue to do is as readers. You know, when we're buying books for, I talk about this, right, for graduations and birthdays and special occasions, we don't always need to buy those most popular books. You know, we know people are going to read Dr. Seuss. We know people, are, of course, will read Judy Bloom and some of these wonderful authors. We need to get out there and try to find some other authors for kids to read. And these are authors from all sorts of different backgrounds, and and many of them are, are newer authors that are still trying to, to make their way in this brutal industry. I was looking at a Book Riot article on this particular topic, and I'm going to include that, of course, in the show notes. They were saying, let's put this together for Barnes & Noble, right? Talking about the issues Barnes & Noble is facing. Central ordering has been downsized. Publishers are no longer paying for placement. Stores have less display room. Hardcover sales are down. And Barnes & Noble buyers are even warier of bringing in newer authors. Basically, they say you've got a recipe for panic, which brings us to Impact. And this is a great quote. Discovery is the perennial holy grail of publishing. How do you get someone to see or hear about and then hopefully buy your new book? This is straight from the Book Riot piece. There's no one right answer. And anyone who tells you otherwise is selling something. But physical discovery, walking into a bookstore and eyeing that book on a display table, has long been one of the key elements which is why publishers have historically been willing to pay for those display spots. And this article adds shout out to the indie bookstores who do the hard work of supporting authors and discovery every damn day. It's what everyone who loves to go to any bookstore loves about being in a brick and mortar store. You can pick up a book, read a page or two, look at the synopsis. Maybe see a shelf talker by a staff member, like one of those little notes where they write about it. Maybe take it home despite never having even heard of it before. Right now, guys, that's what we've got to do. Let's keep flooding our independent bookstores. Keep walking every time you're in a new town, when you travel, when you're in your local town. Check out that independent bookstore. Check out those books that are not necessarily, you know, the everyone loved it books. These are the books that that aren't getting as much attention. Those are the ones we want to check out. Give them give them a chance. The reason I like to offer a constructive opinion on these super super popular books is to just show that, that everyone has a different opinion. And even if millions of people are reading it, there's still someone out there who who just has a different opinion and those books that not enough people are reading. Let's look into those too. They deserve a shot. So please just, you know, check out your independent bookstores and I, I just think that's, that's something to consider. As always guys, I love it that, that you're listening, that you're checking this out, that we're kind of learning about these, these topics, these important new policies that really do impact what we read and and what we see. So thank you again so much for your time. If you've got that perfect Everyone Loved It But Me book that has so popular and you just didn't love it and you have a different opinion, reach out to me www.everyoneloveditbutme.com. And as always, please tell your friends and neighbors about my show and have a lovely day. But most importantly, I hope you get time to read today.